Welcome to the Faith-Led Business Podcast, a home for entrepreneurs who want to take their God-given gifts and use them to strategically create a legacy of success for themselves and the people that they serve. My name is Monica Perez Burnett. I am your host, mom of eight with two sets of twins. I am a visibility coach, lover of all things tech, and I aim for you to live a life of faith over fear. I'm super excited to be with you today because today we're going to be talking about being qualified. And as entrepreneurs, we know that that is a huge, huge issue that blocks us from walking in our purpose. So I want to welcome you this morning. Thank you for being faithful to your calling because the fact that you are here today is a prime example of why God chose you specifically for this job and chose you to be a runner for him when it comes to creating the business and creating the flow and creating all of these things uh, for him. And so I'm super, super, super excited. Oh, I see some awesome names on here coming on. Welcome, welcome. Let's go ahead. We're going to jump right in. Today, we're going to be looking at Deuteronomy 7, 7 through 8. And this is what it says. The Lord did not set his affection on you, Israel, and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples. For you were the fewest of all the peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors. It's not because you were numerous that you were called. It's not because there's a bunch of you. It's because you are loved that you are called. Those God God calls, he qualifies, including you and me. And Bible heroes like Moses and Gideon, They were far from qualified when they first started out. A few days ago, we talked about Moses and how he was just so distraught at the fact that God had called him to lead the people out of bondage. And he's like, me? I like stagger. I don't even know what words to say. And you are telling me to go and talk to the Pharaoh? What? God chose Moses to tell Pharaoh to let his people go. Frightened, Moses insisted that he was not eloquent and that this powerful leader would not listen. How many times have you ever said, my people don't listen to me. I put out my product, I put out this, I put out that, yet they don't listen to me. Do you think, for a second, let's think about this. Do you think it could be because we are trying to have them listen to us instead of trying to have them listen to him through us? I think lots of times we get stuck in this, who's really talking? And therefore we constantly disqualify ourselves because we are looking at who we really are. And God is saying, look, I know that you are in the minority. 
I have seen you. I made you. I get it. When Moses finally did talk to Pharaoh, God told him to. God was clearly with him, sending plagues, parting the Red Sea, and providing food and water, water and clothing for 40 years. God referred to Gideon as a mighty warrior and told him to save Israel from Midian. But Gideon was hiding from the enemy, and he couldn't imagine how God could use a coward like him to fight for his people. God promised he'd be strong where Gideon was weak. And he enabled Gideon with only 300 soldiers to defeat the Midianite army of more than 135,000 soldiers. Do you think they were outnumbered? Do you think you are outnumbered? Sometimes I feel like the giants that we are facing on entrepreneurs is the other entrepreneurs around us. It's not even the people that we're looking to serve. Sometimes the fight is against the other people that we are comparing ourselves to. No, there's so many, there's so many people who sell this product out there. There's so many people in this company. How am I special out of all of them? How can God use me? Have you seen this person who shot to the top of their company or have you seen this person who made it from zero to a million in a year? How can I compare myself to that and with that? But the truth is that God chooses the unlikely to do the unimaginable. And that is his grace and love on top of us, over us, and before us. And I think that we let the worry of not being enough replace our ability to worship him in a space knowing that he is more than enough than what we need. And so we wake up every day and we live in our past instead of the finished work of Christ. And we continue to hold on to what the world has said about us, including our family or our best friends or our parents or whoever it may be, strangers, comments on social media, whoever it might be. And we forget the finished work of Christ. When you are living in a space through the finished work of Christ, guess what? Worry goes out the door because it is no longer you who are operating, just like with Gideon, just like with Moses. Moses was like, look, I'm the least of these people. I can't even communicate well. How am I supposed to talk to a Pharaoh? How am I supposed to lead all of these people to a new land? Who am I? And if you're putting yourself in that place, don't forget you are, because you are unqualified, <laughs> you are perfectly qualified. It's almost like on purpose, 
sometimes he finds the people with the least worldly qualifications to prove a point. The point that he is more than enough. The point that you don't need more than him. The point that you don't need another course. You need him. The point that you don't need another funnel. You need him. The point that you don't need another webinar. You need him. The point that you don't need another website. You need him. The point that you don't even need another course or another teaching or another training or another item. You need him. Because when we seek him first, the rest will flow from that. And I'm telling you, we as entrepreneurs, we act as if his work is unfinished. And so we come from a place of worry, a place of doubt, a place of hesitation. And it's so hard for him to use us in that space. We were created to have the same mindset. We have the blessing, the gift of having the same mindset, the same attitude that Jesus had. That is available to us. When, we, when he went and touched lepers or someone with leprosy or someone who was sick and everyone else was staying away from them because they were scared, because they operated in fear. The worry would take over the worship. I heard an amazing story of a man who believed so much in the healing power of the Lord that he would go out and he had like these healing centers. But in, an, in a place where the bubonic plague showed up and you know that thing was highly contagious and there were people in their hazmat suits and just like fully decked on because they didn't want to get this disease. And the man would walk over two people with nothing on and just touch them. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. And they would be healed. And to prove, to prove how strong God's spirit can live and work in you, they took him to a lab where there was act the actual disease in a needle. And they didn't inject him with it, but they just, with a syringe, they just like had it drop on his hand and they watched through a microscope as how as soon as it touched his hand, the disease would die. I'm telling you today, my friend, you entrepreneur, you who are called to do a great work for your Lord, whatever come, disease, whatever name calling, whatever label people have put on you or you have allowed to be put on yourself, God has placed you in a position where the minute that that touches you, it dies. If you don't believe that, guess what? It's going to sink in. He is greater than what you are facing. 
Gideon, 300 against 135,000. Can you just, can you just like think about that for a second? Will you let it sink in for a second? Who you are. And it's not just because. It's because it says right here. It says because he loved you and he swore to keep that oath. To protect you and watch over you. Are you going to hold on to the fact that one person is in Christ is greater than the majority. And so all the giants that you see before you can be easily slain. Are you going to hold on to that truth? If you let that slip away from you today, I promise you, the only things coming out of your mouth will be complaint and grumbling. finger pointing, head holding. Why is this happening to me? Why can't I do more, have more, be more? And once again, it, it becomes all about us. And we forget the finished work of Christ in us. He said his last words, it is finished. Are, do you understand this? Do you believe that it's finished? Why are you saying those things? Why are you thinking those things? You are bringing the past to the present and the past needs to stay in the past. You have been called to be an army of one within your industry. And you are more than able to conquer whatever comes your way. Being one in him. You don't need the backup. There is no backup plan. When it comes to Christ, there is only him. Do you hear that? As entrepreneurs, they always say plan A, plan B, plan C. There is no plan B or C in the life of a believer. Because you don't need it. Because he's got you in plan A. And we worry about, oh my gosh, did I make the right choice? And we stay up all night. Should I do this? Should I do that? And he's saying, why are you losing sleep over something that I have already been there? I know what's for you. Let me give it to you. Why are you overthinking this? Why are you taking yourself to a place out of my covering? When you stay in that place of trust, I am covering you. Holy Spirit is like ready to get into action. And here's one thing that I recently learned that I had never thought about. People talk about your faith race because we were talking about a few days ago, run your race, right? And run it well. But people will talk, and this is nowhere in the Bible. They will say, your race is a marathon. The word marathon is nowhere in the Bible. The word sprint is nowhere in the Bible. 
It's only a race. And by attaching the word marathon to faith, sometimes that gives us the false impression that we have to pace ourselves in faith. Like first this needs to happen and then this, I need to be at this level in order for me to get this new blessing and this new courage or whatever it is you're waiting for in your faith. And then this needs to happen and you're pacing yourself. And so while in certain things we do need to pace ourselves, the Bible never says pace yourself in faith. He wants you from day one to run with Jesus. Are you willing to run? If you're real, willing to run, that means you are willing to run away from the things that have been holding you back. It means you're willing to run fast in trust, knowing that what he has for you is greater than you could possibly imagine. Today, not yesterday, not tomorrow until you reach a certain level of income or you do whatever with your family. There are no markers. The only marker is your daily commitment to run and run quickly. You know that song, The Wind Beneath My Wings? Let Holy Spirit carry you to where you need to be. And sometimes we feel like that race is just like, oh my gosh, it has to be so difficult and has to be, we have to strive to do this and that. He's saying, when you are out there and you are warring for me and you are a light in the darkness, guess what? That needs to come from a place of peace. Are you in peace today? It needs to come from a place of peace because peace is the opposite of worry. And the moment you hand yourself over to worry, you are out of alignment with truth. And he tells you to seek truth every single day. And so today, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna pace yourself? No, I won't do this until this happens. Or are you gonna run with him? Moses was trying to pace himself. Gideon was trying to pace himself. He's like, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me first figure this out and then I'll do this. And he said, no, walk into it. Walk into the fire, do what you need to do, but I will meet you there. He doesn't want it to be a marathon or a sprint. There is no timetable. If you are a brand new believer, there is no timetable saying you have to do this before you can heal someone. You have to be this before you can. God does not have a timeline for his power and his use in you and through you. Stop believing that. Those are lies. Who do you think wants you to pace yourself in your faith? Who do you think wants you to hold back from the blessings that are awaiting you? It's about being aware. It's about opening our eyes. 
And usually we tend to act from what we physically can see. I see my bank statements. I see these people who can potentially be mean to me on social media. I see my family and friends who are criticizing me. And God is saying, look, that is, those are not the eyes I want you to see with. The eyes that I want you to see with are the eyes of your heart. <clears throat> right? The eyes of your heart. Are you looking at your business through the eyes of your heart? Are you looking at your family through the eyes of your heart? Why do you think they have that song? Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord. Open the eyes of our hearts. I want to see you. I want to see you. Because that is how you see your day. Through him, through his eyes, through his perspective, through his strength. Never believe what these eyes see. Never. Because you could be using the wrong lens. You could have the wrong prescription. You could have a prescription that is not prescribed by the great doctor, the great healer. And your vision can be skewed for your next steps. Today, you're calling in understanding, being qualified to run with him is to open your heart to the love that he promised you. There is safety there. There is peace there. There is more than you could ever imagine there. Stop running from it. Just because everybody else rejected you does not mean he will. Run to him now. Just because everybody else said you weren't enough, don't believe them. He's saying you are enough that I let my son die on the cross for you. And he said it is finished. And if you do not believe that it is finished, then you need to go back. You need to go back and read the word, read the truth, let it sink in. Because that is what's stopping you right now. You don't believe it's finished. You think you need to finish it. And therefore you do not go into your business from a place of peace. You do not go into parenting from a place of peace. It's always, what can I do? What can I do? Where am I failing as a parent? Where am I failing as a spouse? Where am I failing as an entrepreneur? It's always about where am I failing? And we forget that the victory has already been had. And we feel like we have to work so darn hard to claim a victory that's already ours. What a waste of time. What a waste of time. Time is something you can never get back, my friend. 
this Tuesday, or if you're in Australia watching your Wednesday, you can never get it back. You can't. Are you willing to let it go? Are you willing to live in the past? Are you willing to stay unqualified? Are you willing to claim that over your life? I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm not buying into the lies anymore that I need more. That I need more knowledge that the world can give me. I told you guys yesterday, wisdom means skill at war. Biblical wisdom means skill at war. One person in Christ is the majority. You can win your war today. One person in Christ is the majority. That's you. You are that one person. Don't walk away from his calling and his covering on your life. Don't walk away from the blessings that he's waiting to give to you. The moment that you say, all right, Holy Spirit, let's activate this thing. Let's move. Let's run. Don't think that you have to have one thing in order to be able to do the next. That's not how God works. In this second, if you are in pain, he can heal you. In this second, if you are in need of money, he can provide that to you. I have seen way too many things happen in my lifetime to deny the fact that he will provide for those who love him, who those who, for those who are in him, for those who seek him. You can't convince me otherwise. You can't. Are you gonna let yourself be convinced? Who's gonna convince you? Who are you letting, who are you permitting to convince you? Have you listened? Who are you listening to? Lord, open the eyes of our hearts. We need to see clearly in this day and age because there is so much deception. Don't be fooled. Where there is no peace, he is not there. Where there is grumbling and complaining, he is not there. Where there is hate, he is not there. I don't care how mad you are about the state of the world. I don't care how mad you are about this or that. Are you bringing love into the situation? That is where he is. If you can start there, he will give you the divine downloads you need to make change and transformation in our society. 
But if you are going to operate from your place of what you think you know to create transformation, I'm very sorry. You are deceived and you are looking through the eyes, your eyeballs, and you are not looking through the eyes of your heart. And you are going to find yourself frustrated and hitting your head on a wall day after day after day. He wants you to see this clearly today. He really does. I believe he has so much more for you than you think he does. He has qualified you because he has called you. So let's pray. Let's pray that he is going to help you to believe it and walk into it. Father, we are thankful because we know that you have pointed your finger to each and every one of us. You have said, I believe in you so much. I know you so well. I love you so much that I am willing to have you represent me here on this planet. I have placed you here for that. Will you walk? Will you run? Will you sprint? Will you run your race with me? Will you believe that I have made things complete for you? That there is a finished work that you can stand on And you can, from day one, walk in victory instead of fear and dread and worry and all of the things that you keep claiming for yourself. Stop speaking untruths into your life. Because what you say is what becomes your reality. Are you using my own words to speak to yourself? What percentage of the time are you doing that? Five percent? Ten percent? You're saying, Father, it's time to check ourselves. What are we doing? We say something, yet we do something else. And Lord, you are saying it's time for your believers to stand up and be who you have called us to be in this day and age for our families, for our children and their children and their children. Do we not know the severity of your calling on our lives? This is not about me. This is not about us. This is about them. What we speak into existence is what our children will carry to the following generations. 
This is not a game. Father, you are calling us to so much more, and yet we stay in our corners because we say we are unqualified. Oh, I don't know enough. I'm not spiritual enough. I never read the Bible. Heck, I, I didn't read the Bible for I don't know how many years, and I have a degree in religious studies. All he wants from you is a yes. You may not know the word, but because he is the word and he is in you, that is enough when you say yes. Don't disqualify yourself from being the light in the darkness. He is saying enough is enough. Today is your day to reclaim your birthright in him. Stop with the shenanigans. We thank you, Father, because we know that you did not forget the first day we said yes to you. You are calling us back in a time where there is so much pain, so much worry, so much distress. You are saying, will you take your staff, the rod that I have given you, to part the seas? To part the seas in your home, to part the seas in your work, to part the seas in your relationships, to part the seas in your finances. Are you believing enough to walk through that parted sea? Are you believing enough to know that a party of one is enough? The giants in front of us don't stand a chance. Lord, I am claiming your protection, your divine wisdom over every single person watching and listening today. Your Holy Spirit is present in each and every one of us. Give us the ability to hear him, to let him guide our next steps, to be faithful to the knowledge that with him, we are and we have enough. There is no going back, Lord, only going forward with you. And we are so, so blessed that you see us from head to toe. There is nothing you don't know. You've already been there. And we worry so much about the future. And he says, I am your future. Walk in me. We thank you, Father. And I just claim if there is anyone who needs healing in any area today, that your spirit would cover them. That in Jesus' name, any pain, any anguish, any spirit that is not of you would leave them by the blood of Jesus, that you would be present in their lives right now. Lord, you know they are precious in your eyes. Let there be no stain upon them, upon their hearts, upon their minds. You have made them clean. 
There is no room for pain when we are united with you, Lord. And so I thank you. I thank you because your spirit is moving. Let us move with him. Let the wind take us where we need to be. Let us be willing to open our mouths. Let us not shy away from your calling over us. Let us be bold. Let us be real. Let us be raw. Let the world know that you are here, even though it doesn't look like it right now. I truly believe that it is with those people who are listening right now, you are saying, I will make myself known in the world. Enough is enough. I thank you, Father, because you are so good. You are faithful. You will not let us fail because the work is finished. Let us walk in your victory. There is no safer place to be that in you, than in your will. Let fear leave our homes in the name of Jesus. Let fear leave our homes. Let us walk in right standing with you. I thank you, Father, because I see it happening. I see fear leaving. And what's to come is amazing. And I cannot wait for every single person to see what's in store for them. I see it. I see it. And you are not ready. You are not ready. So put your seatbelt on, my friends. It's time. In Jesus' name, it is time. Amen. Woo. Sue, wisdom is not war. It is the skill at war. Blessings be over you all. The garbage truck is coming. I love you all. I can't wait to see what he does in you today and tomorrow and the next day. Today is Techie Tuesday. I will see you later on today with a Techie tip. I hope this has blessed you. I hope you are ready because what's coming is good. Everybody says what's coming is bad. Be afraid. Nope. What's coming is good. What's coming is good. What is from him and in him is good. Keep repeating that self over and over to yourself. Keep repeating it. Because everything you see, everything you watch is going to tell you it's bad. And it's not because he is good. And what he says over me is true. So I hope you all have a fabulous day or I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> I gotta shut this thing down. I am going, if not, I'm gonna just keep going. Oh my gosh. He got me today. He is good. Have a fabulous day, everyone.
Love you all. I'll see you later for Techie Tuesday. I just want to give you all a big hug. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Friends, let's get it. I will talk to you soon. God bless.